Hello listeners, praise the Lord. Thanks for tuning in. I hope and pray that you're safe and sound. I also hope you had a chance to listen to the greetings of this podcast in the earlier episode. If you haven't, kindly listen to it and you'll know what I am and what is this uh, all about. The current series is called The Slender Path. The current episode you're listening to is called Reason to Sail. If you're a follower of Christ, this podcast will strengthen your reasoning for him and recheck if your foundation has the right materials. It will also enable you to apply a biblical view in all aspects of life, including the traditions, rituals and customs followed across various denominational churches and fellowships. If you're an atheist or a follower of another faith, this will give you adequate information to measure alongside your beliefs. and make room for a contrast. If you are someone who does not have the burden of proof, then kindly give a second thought. We all love being on a journey, either alone or in a group. Who doesn't want to take a vacation or break from the rat race we go through for survival? Let it be a short walk or a long drive. It entices us to refresh ourselves, explore, discover, and also anticipate the experience in store. Though we spend hours to finalize a plan, we often notice that a few things do not go as expected. It leads to taking an alternate decision in a point-blank moment. Let us not forget the first step taken by us or someone to either draft or calculate the trip. Without that, how would we know what to bring, things to do, and the outcome? Let us also take a moment to remember those trips which are still in draft status and haven't happened in reality due to various reasons. The trip estimate or a rough plan reveals our ability to conclude if it will happen or if there are any changes that are to be made. Above all, it all begins with the question, do we have the time, willingness and money for it? I almost forgot. Now that we have various map views and traveler reviews, We know those paths taken. Utilizing them, we tend to take the ones which are smooth, exciting, and refreshing. The journey I would like to talk about has a slender path, and not many can make through it, either because they disagree, disown, or quit. I used to be partially under all of these, and you can term me as uh, lukewarm. The timeline from birth to death is a long journey. and has numerous experiences as a part of it. Birth is termed as a fresh beginning and then the following events which unfold are termed to be cause of one's own choices. It is almost correct but has a part missing to it. What about the deformities or challenges which one has to come up with while growing in the womb? People term it as fate, curse, bad luck, evil eye, evolution or reality. From a biblical view, let's read Sam chapter 51 verse 5 and 6. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Let's also look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 3. It mentions that we by nature are the children of wrath. The Bible here reveals the nature of sin or sinful nature which is already present in a person. right from the time one is born. If we rewind that, 
How would sin come into a person right from birth? The only route for it is to be passed from one generation to another. Track it down to the point of origin and we end at Genesis chapter 3 which describes the temptation and fall of man. Now here's a question. If a respective country's law punishes a person for a crime or felony, is it passed on to the next generation? No, in general, but there are places where kin punishment exists. When a rule has been set and if it is broken, a sanction is usually applied. Pardon or exemption might come later. How is this different from curse? Most people define curse as a weak person who is unable to withstand a strong one, either physically or mentally, end up using words to bruise with their mouth. In doing so, they expect a disaster or a calamity. I would also like to remind you about those people who are swift to make a vow and promise curse on descendants if that is not fulfilled. Biblically, if we examine Exodus chapter 20 verse 5, God sets a law and warns that if it is broken, the iniquity of the fathers will be upon the third and fourth generations of those who hate him. In Matthew chapter 27 verse 25, the people said, His blood is on us and on our children when they were demanding a crucifixion. You can define curse as an effect of what one has sown and it is a part of the punishment which has been passed on to the next generation and is being felt across. Let's look at another aspect called the works of sin. Is there a time in your life where you had disobeyed your parents, lied, stole, bore false witness, cheated, caused harm, or covet? Alright, now what about those deformities, challenges, special needs, plagues, pestilences, pain, and loss which show up at a later point during life? Agree or disagree, they all have an origin and reason instead of happening at random. Haven't we all heard about these words called jealousy, self-ambition, ignorance, cruelty, anger, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, unspiritual, demonic, and many more. How many times have we heard organizations declaring that the actions of mankind are a cause for certain calamities? If one generation was sailing and choking in all of these, how would the next generation have a fresh start? I once began to smoke cigarettes and consume alcohol just because I looked at my uncle when I was young and thought how different it is. Aren't these thought directly or indirectly by one to another, either aged to young? This reminds me of Proverbs chapter 22 verse 15. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. We either have to approve such an act by ignoring or disapprove using correction. What about a person like me who lost his father at 17? Or let's think of a person who was abandoned and has no one to correct as a parent or a guardian. It usually would be a bypasser, well-wisher, teacher or their integrity of heart. The paths chosen during one's youth is a result of either a secure life or a midlife crisis. For the ones that don't believe, 
it is just another day without a reason or a cause. Abiding by the rule of the land and not being subjected to punishment is sufficient. All in all, for those who believe, kindly note that we are being gargled by sin. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 states, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But is there a way out? Like how we ask in certain situations of life for a restart, is there one as such? If there was one, a person can at least start over, be upright, and escape punishment. It will also set an ultimate example for the next generation and act as a blessing. If there is no solution to this, where in the world is something called as freedom or free will? If I be good and do good from the time the integrity of my heart starts to question me, why can't that be counted as righteousness? 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4 states, God desires that all should be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Now who is this God? If he is the one who gave a curse to mankind according to Genesis chapter 3, what is the reason behind his desire that mankind should be saved? What is the evidence for his existence? Why only this God? Why should I believe just because one is preaching or proclaiming about him? If I call myself a Christian by birth, do I actually know about him? Or am I following just because my ancestors have had faith? Lastly, which way should one sail through in order to be free from the nature and works of sin? Please stay tuned as they all will be answered in the upcoming episodes. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. Thank you and God bless you.